earlier this week, we had another candidate toss their hat into the ring, want to be the Democrat to run against Congressman Chris Collins. Joan Siemens is with us. She's one of those candidates. Joan, thanks for joining us. Glad you're here. Happy to be here. Tell me a little bit. I, I think people might be hearing your name for the first time. It's been out there in the media a little bit. But uh, give me the 30-second bio if you can. Who are you and why are you running? Well, 30 seconds is really tough when you're as old as I am. What can I <laughs> any, any, seriously. So, you know, basically, I, I come from a very humble background, one of eight kids. Uh, my uh, father, who's a really cool guy, he's a World War II Navy vet. He is a lifelong Republican. My mother, who passed, is a lifelong de- Democrat. And I always say that their values influence me a lot. Um, so you're fair and balanced right down the middle, then? I, I think I am. My, <laughs> my uh, family did not have the finances to send me to college. I entered the workforce and then went on to build a business called Short Street Photographers. We've been around for over 30 years, and I've supported my family with that. You know, you said 30 seconds, so I just will say I've been very active in not only the business community, but it's also on a personal level working with families whose children are suffering from addiction and behavior issues, as well as working with a lot of senior citizens. But the best of all is I have a phenomenal husband, Gary, of over 32 years, and I have two children who are my blessings. Why are you running? Well, it's a, it's a, you can't put that in a sound bite, but basically, you know, we woke up over a year ago and we said, what the heck happened? And uh, over the past year, I've basically seen an assault on values, decency, and average Americans are being overlooked. And, you know, let's talk about this reality. We're actually talking about a nuclear war. So I just think that it's time to stop enabling uh, and moving forward and really putting Americans first. There is such a division in our country right now, and it seems this administration is working diligently to keep people separated. People are sick of political nonsense they really are they want someone who's going to listen to them to talk to them to hear them and what is important to them and it's just not happening and i plan on doing that talk about the interface you've had with the democratic party where are they in the process and what have they said specifically to you well um you know one of my mentors is a retired congressman and last year we were talking he said where do you think you do the most good and i said honestly in congress you know, as the, as the year went on, we started to look at the race, looked at the numbers, crunched them a little bit, and said, well, it's time for me to step forward and put myself on the line for our community and our country. Regarding the party, um, I've, I've met with um, uh, a few of the party chairs, um, Mr. Zellner, and um, I'm going to be meeting with the other party chairs throughout the uh, counties. Um, you know, I think they're waiting to see, truthfully, <laughs> who can raise the most money and who has the strongest shot at being able to uh, pull out a win in the district. Do you think you have a strong shot? The district, as I think everyone knows and acknowledges, is not just a Republican district, but a pretty conservative Republican district. Therefore, conventional wisdom would be you need a more conservative Democrat. Would you agree, and are you that person? Well, first of all, I think I'm, I think I'm the person that is, um, is, is different. Um, you know, I'm... I think that as far as values, some of us are fairly similarly aligned, some are not, as far as the other, uh, the gentlemen that are running. But, you know, as a woman, I'll be honest, I have an innate ability to listen to people. I have an innate ability to problem solve. And there's just a, a, a reality that there's a lack of people actually sitting down and talking to people. I don't want people, Republicans in the district, to be afraid to talk to me as a Democrat. I, I really don't. I said, let's talk about this. What do you need and how can we move forward I'm not in this to, you know, as much as I disagree very strongly with uh, Trump and with, with Mr. Collins. You know, it's, 
I think that the um, let's just bash them and bash them, I think really people are sick of that. How can we move forward and really create opportunities and um, hope for people? And, uh, and that's, I, I, I don't mean to stick labels on people because I understand how a lot of politicians want to reject that. But I also want to take that argument off the table. Uh, do, do you see yourself as a very liberal Democrat? Do you see yourself as more of a conservative Democrat? Where are you on that scale? You know, um, I, you know I'm not going to jump and label myself. I think that it's one of the biggest problems we have right now are the political factions. I really do. I think, uh, you know, Americans have to understand that as we label ourselves and become more divided, we are truly weaker, and uh, politicians and special interests grow a lot stronger as we keep fighting so the bottom line is I think that um, we have to focus on the middle class. And I, I, you know, I believe in fiscal responsibility. I'm a business owner. I believe in balancing budgets. I really do. But, you know, I also think it's important that we provide opportunities for the middle class so they can thrive. And I think we have to provi- provide opportunities for those who are poor so they can, you know, get out of poverty and, and contribute to the economy. So. I don't know how you label that, to be honest with you. What is the biggest difference, do you think, between you and the other four Democrats that want to run against Chris Collins? Well, I think I think that um, there may be a few policy uh, differences, which, you know, I think they're minor. I think the reality is my ability to be able to communicate with people. Um, and, um, you know, I have a really strong grassroots following. I've been doing political activism for over a year. I have an online group called Your Voice, Your Vote, which I started, which is about electoral issues. We have 1,300 members. It is the year of the woman. I have a lot of women following me, and, um, you know, I'm already building a national campaign. Uh, I just the other day spoke to women in Chicago who are supporting me. I have people throughout, women throughout the country, I'm asking for their support. You know, you cannot finance this race uh, based on Western New York, so I have to run a national campaign, and I think that's probably what I'm, I think I'm going to say I do differently than, you know, that I'll be able to do differently than the gentleman. What is the biggest uh, policy, uh, biggest issue in the district, the biggest policy change you would suggest? Um, well, I'm, 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 on, I'm not going to jump on a sound button just because there's so many issues that are affecting so many people. I've um, put out, um, actually online, I put out my email um, and, and send that out and, and send that post out, and I've been getting um, sur- a survey question back to tell me one thing that's most important to you in the district. And to be honest with you, the responses I'm getting, I really take to heart. It is a very big district. Uh, people's concerns are varied. You know, people are worried about finances, are worried about hanging on to jobs. People are worried about finding jobs. Women are worried about how to return to work and pay for child care. Families are panicking right now about health care. Seniors are worried that, you know, I hate to say it, Collins and, and Congress are going to cut their Social Security and Medicare. Farmers, manufacturers are having problems attracting and keeping workers. Um, there's an opioid epidemic. So there's a lot that needs to be addressed. And I think one of the problems is this, you know, the reality of sound bites and grandiose plans don't, they're words. I mean, I just want to talk about one thing, and I know you always, you know, I've got to be quick here, but um, I want to talk about the district for a minute. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. There are manufacturing, there are manufacturing businesses there. And the average age, in some cases, of the workers or the employees is like in their 50s. A lot of these businesses are, you know, making advances in technology. And what we see is that the people that are working there can't keep up with the technology, yet we can't get college students to come out and come in and do the programming because they don't want to work in these manufacturing companies. So so you want more training? 
so when I talk about, you know, I talk about grandiose plans, you know, we're talking infrastructure and everything else. When's that going to happen? Can we pay for it? You know, why are we not just doing something as simple as, okay, what are your manufacturing needs? What do you need? And training high school students so they can come out and become immediately employed, immediately employed. Let's not forget this. Only 25% of the population in the district are college graduates. So there is a need for training. There is a need for um, technology schools. I mean, this is what we need. So, you know, again, people have to talk about individuals one at a time. What do you need? Instead of, again, yeah, infrastructure is great. We need that. But what can we do right now to get people back to work one at a time? I hope that makes sense. It does. Joan, I wish we had budgeted a lot more time. Before we let you go, I want to get a very quick comment about the government shutdown from you. Oh, well, quick comment. Um, as I said, people are, are just really losing their minds with our politicians. Um, the blame game is ridiculous. The hashtags are ridiculous. Here, here's the situation. Congress put forth a bill they knew was not going to go through the Senate. They knew it. So you can't be, you know, patting yourself on the back and say, we did our job, because, no, you didn't. And the reality is, you know, as much as we get angry with the Republicans and the Democrats, you go, their hands are tied when they have a president who doesn't know what the heck he wants. And, you know, they're trying to pull an answer out of him. And, and it just, it is ridiculous. It is just ridiculous. I mean, this should have never happened. You know, I'm a business owner. I was talking to my husband last night. I'm going, can you imagine if at 11 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, hon, we said we need to do our business plan of the year, and we go, geez, we're running out of time. What are we going to do? It's just not how we should be running the government. So I'm saying we need to get, make major changes. We really do. We need to really make major changes. It's, 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 it's beyond self-serving, and I'm ranting a little bit. But this is the thing. When you hear constantly the question is, well, how is this going to suit them in the midterms, and will they get reelected? My goodness, can we please talk about the people instead of you being elected? Does that make sense? It does. I think that pretty much covers it. There is a lot more we could probably get into if we had a little bit more time, but I want to make sure that I'm giving each candidate about the same amount of time, and we've reached the clock, the point where the clock's telling me I've got to move on. Joan, thanks for the time this morning. We'll be in touch. Thank you. Hope to chat again. We have a lot to talk about. I'm sure. Joan Siemens is one of those that's running to try and be a Democrat on the ballot against Congressman Chris Collins.